Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Christmas. Let's talk a minute about Christmas. And I, we might have talked about this last year, but I don't don't know if we did or not. Just some little things that people think are true that maybe aren't. We all love the song, The First Noel. You know, we all love that song. But that song probably is not at all true because Jesus, of course, you know, do you not, that there's no way that we know when he was born. He probably wasn't Mm -hmm. really born on December 25th. In fact, there's a good indication that he was born in the spring of the year, not Mm -hmm. in the fall. Does anyone know what that indication is? What indicates that he might have been born in the spring? Tax time. The what? Tax time, because Mary and Joseph were going to be taxed. Okay, maybe, although I don't know Uh, if that indicates the time. The fact that the shepherds were out in the fields. Lots of animals, lots of little little lambs and things. Yeah, the fact that the shepherds were in the fields, uh, they wouldn't have been in the fields if it had been winter time, probably. And so that's why we think it might have been spring time, not, uh, not winter time. And of course, why is it that we celebrate Christmas on December 25th? Because that was a Roman holiday called the Saturnalia around that time, around this time of December. And then when, when, when Christianity became a legal religion or became the recognized religion of the Roman Empire, people said, well, if we try to keep people from celebrating the Saturnalia, they're not going to do it. They're just going to celebrate it anyway. So we don't really know when Jesus was born. Why don't we just say we're going to celebrate Jesus's birth and then we can make it a Christian holiday. And then Mm -hmm. if somebody wants to celebrate it as Saturnalia, okay. It did as just sort of when they were being persecuted to keep it under wraps. And and probably the spring or the fall, he might've been born just because of the shepherds in the fields. They wouldn't have been in the fields. Right. I don't know if you just said that I had to go get Sparky. Yes, that's that's what we said. Now, another thing, you see pictures, if you see Christmas cards of these little thatched roof stables, you know, where (laughs) people, you know, they look like typical stables that you would see in Europe or, I don't know, probably not. The stable was probably a cave. (laughs) Uh, It was probably a cave that that they were in. Gary... And mm-hmm. didn't uh, didn't the Saturnalia have to do with the solstice, the end of the beginning yeah. of winter? It was, yeah, shortest yeah. day of the you know the. When did the, the festival of lights? Did they call it a festival of lights or something? Well, that's when Hanukkah. The, now that's Hanukkah. Oh, okay. No, I'm, uh, it's okay. It's okay. I, I just thought it was the Romans had a festival of lights too, but I, mm, I could be wrong. Not that I can think of. Hanukkah oh, okay. is, but now Hanukkah is also an interesting thing. Do you know why we celebrate that? That has to do with. When a guy by the name of um, uh, Antiochus Epiphanes, Epiphanes yes. was governor, this is around before the Romans really came along. This is during the Hellenistic period. He was one of Alexander's followers, at least. It really wasn't, I don't think Alexander knew him, but I mean, he was one of, you know, the world was divided up into three different sections mm-hmm. and he was governing one section. And he did some awful stuff like he the went into the temple, yeah, and brought pigs into the temple and all that kind of stuff. Persecuted. And the Jews revolted 
against him, uh, led by the, the Judas Maccabeus and the brothers. Mm-hmm. And there was something about they were going to run out of oil to light the lights and the oil held out until they were able to defeat yeah, this guy. And so that's why they celebrate Hanukkah. It has to you can read that. about this in, in the Apocrypha in First and Second Maccabees in mm-hmm. the Apocrypha. That it's Apocrypha eight days. Is, is it eight days? I think it is. Uh, how long is Hanukkah today? Is it still eight days? Might like be eight nights. They, they, they do but uh, it is uh, the funny thing, though, is that a, a Jewish person that taught in my school said <laughs> that <laughs> Hanukkah <clears throat> really wasn't that big a deal until the beginning of the 20th century when people who were teachers felt bad that Jewish people didn't have anything to celebrate. At Christmas time, and sort of, they sort of, you know, played up Hanukkah, and that's why it got to be as as uh, important as it is. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh-huh. And, and maybe then Kwanzaa, the Jews- Kwanzaa came in. Everybody wants to celebrate. Yeah. So in a way, we're in the same boat as uh, the Romans in the in the in the sense that uh, we can celebrate anything we want on this particular day. I guess in a way, the Romans—that's what they were doing when they put. Jesus's birthday in there. So, uh, what else? Anything else? Seemed like there was one other thing that's, I guess that's the main thing. Anyway, so when you see, uh, when you hear about Christmas or see, you know, doesn't, I don't think it takes anything away from the story. I don't Mm -hmm. think, I mean, I think the story is still an amazing story. Uh, The one thing that's different, they put the whole nativity scene together. They put the wise men right there. In reality, the wise men didn't come until Jesus was a little older. Right. um, Murdered all the babies from two under, you know, and under. Because he, you know, um, so, and he wasn't, and, you know, you set up your nativity scene and everything's organized around the stable. They came to a house. Yep, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. And that's why you know it had to be later. And then the mm-hmm. gold and frankincense and myrrh have all kinds of significances. Gold, because he was royalty, Jesus was king. And um, frankincense, because Jesus was a high priest. And myrrh, because he was going to die for our sins. It's like a bombing fluid. And <laughs> my kiddos, I say, would you take your dad and bo- or give your dad embalming fluid for Christmas? Isn't that a strange <laughs> gift? You know, we always have a laugh about that. I have so much fun. My nativity, giving the nativity stories, my best. Yep gospel tool yep. it really oh is. they love it no they love it and they don't know it some of them oh, they um, don't and uh, one one year at easter i told them about the easter story about jesus being crucified and one girl came up to me after class and said you know mr gates i'm 18 and i've never heard this before oh my and i mean wow. it shocked me kind of and this wow. was a girl that her dad was a big wig in the school system and a nice family i mean you would think that they would have you know but no they, mm. they didn't practice any religion they didn't know mm. So I was glad I, and I always thought teaching Latin, I could get away with teaching some of this stuff because mm-hmm. right. it is related to the ancient world, you know, one way or another. And so, yeah. And gold, that gold that Jesus got, they think that may have financed their trip to Egypt. Yes. Because yes, soon after that, they went to Egypt. So. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting. Very it interesting. It's very interesting when you get into the history of all this and it, um, you know, um, some people say, well, doesn't that destroy your faith? No, it, it strengthens no. my faith. No, mm-hmm. It strengthens mine to know how it really happened. And <clears throat> yeah, I think it does. All right. Um, 
now we have um oh i wanted to go over a few playtime things i've been watching playtime you know i like this playtime that they have on friday nights if you guys ever haven't haven't been involved with that it's a lot of fun like and I liked they didn't mm-hmm. do the teams, you know, and they did the individual games. I feel sort of threatened on teams. I don't well, know. Well, you know, I do too. And I keep thinking, what if they ask a question about the Romans and I don't happen to know it or I get it wrong, <laughs> you know, I'll feel like a darn fool, but I don't know. You know, people have such so much fun. I think I take it too seriously. I think I do. Exactly. Exactly. I am. I, I, uh, I, I'm, I have concluded that it's about having, it doesn't, because I, I'm, I have to try and remind myself, they probably don't know any more than I do. <laughs> and they probably don't. Or they might know more about something than you do, but you might know more about something than they do. So, yeah, I, I'm going to get back in. But it's really fun. I think she does a good I job. Know where she is. But I thought I would go over some questions that they had that, that have to do with either Latin or literature or okay. language. And one of them was, who wrote detective stories that had a detective in them, in them named Tuppence? T-O-P-E-N-C-E, I guess, or T, I don't know how you spell Tuppence. I have T-W-O-P-E-N-C-E, so I don't know how it's spelled. And the answer is, does anyone know? Agatha Christie? I don't know. Yep, because she, it's actually her husband's name is Tommy, and the woman's name is Tuppence. Tommy and (sighs) Tuppence are the detectives. Uh, I did, I did know that. Is it T-U-P? Maybe it's T-U-P. We don't really know how to spell it. But anyway, now here's another question about Agatha Christie, since you all know about I don't like Agatha Christie very much. I, I can't stand exactly. that. I'm not into detective but, stories. But uh, here's a question for you. What story did she write where the murderer tells the story? Don't know. Whoa. No idea. You don't <laughs> know that he's telling the story until the end of the story. It's, I shouldn't tell you because then it'll give the plot away. The story, The Murder of Roger Ackroyd. Okay. And, uh, but I don't like Agatha Christie. To me, I don't find her heroes realistic. I just don't care for her. But that's just my opinion. All right. From what language does smorgasbord come? Not Swedish. Yes. Swedish. Yes, it is Swedish. Swedish. Exactly yeah. right. What is the food of a carp? Pophagus animal. I knew this one. I knew this one. I could have got this one right. Nobody on any team knew it. But I would have gotten it right. I think Carpophagus is spelled, I think it's spelled C-A-R-P-O-P-H-A-G-O-U-S. It's either C or K. That's what I'm not sure of. Carpophagus. Whenever you hear that fugus, that means eating. Eating, yeah. That's what they eat, like uh Wait a minute. What letter aren't you sure about? The first letter. I think oh, you looked the spelling up there, Nine. I think you I did. did. So I, I think, think that's it, C. I think it's, it's C. C. And it was spelled differently from the way I thought. And by the way, it finally came to me after I steered you wrong. Tuppence, and I just checked it. T U P P E N C E. Okay, good. Uh, <clears throat> a carpophagus animal. Would it help you if I told you? That in Greek, carpos means fruit. Oh, vegetarian. So, so a carpophagus it, animal is a fruit-eating animal. Fruit-eating yeah. animal. Oh. Uh-huh. I knew uh, it was a Greek, a Greek animal of some kind. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Now, also, from what language does mammoth come? We did not know this. Ninette didn't know it. I didn't know it. Latin. Not, no. 
It's no. not Latin. Oh. No, no. It's, it's Russian. It's oh. Russian. Oh, really? And she knows Russian, and we didn't know it. Neither of us knew it. Uh, now, here's a Shakespeare question. Where does the play Romeo and Juliet take place? Um, Verona? Yep, Verona. Very good. Uh, you would think with a name like Juliet, it would be in France or something, but no, it's Verona. Right. How many feet is a, is a fathom? Six uh, feet. Yep, you're exactly right. Oh. Six. I didn't know that. I would have gotten that one wrong, but that's what it is. Yeah. Um, now, here's one. Here's another one that I knew. I knew this question. Nobody on any team knew it, but I knew it because of Latin. What animal lives in a pharmacary? Pharmacary. Pharmacary. An ant? <laughs> yes. 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 I can't believe it. Yes. That's how we get ant farms. Huh? <coughs> Formica, it means ant. If you read uh -huh. Virgil, you'll yeah. see that word. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, now, there was a question about, there was a question about the Summer Olympics that I wrote down, but nobody will know it. Um, when the Summer Olympics, uh, when in 1960, where were they held? The answer is they were held in Rome. Hmm. And I wouldn't have known that. But then the last question is about mythology. Which mythological monster had snakes for hair? Medusa. Medusa. Yes, yes. Medusa. Very good. Oh, you, Gary. I've got one for you, Gary. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've got one for anybody who wants to answer this one. Are male ants called uncles? <laughs> No. <laughs> I get my uh, actually, all the time. actually male ants are called drones, aren't they? <laughs> Probably. Because well, male ants because male, I mean they have the queens and they have the workers. It's like bees. Right. <laughs> and I don't think there's too many male ants around. I mean, I don't think they do much except mate and die. I always get my kids on that when they get the biggest. <laughs> they probably think it is. Well, that's like, is a myth a female moth? Someone thought uh, that. There's a ladybug I'm married to a man bug. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too, right? All <laughs> right. Now, we're continuing our, uh, if you got my notes, we're continuing with this series we're doing with uh, uh, words from classical mythology and history. We're going to look at a few more of them today. Draconian. I think this was on Playtime once. Draconian. It means something that is cruel, harsh, mm -hmm. or severe. Mm -hmm. And it comes from the idea that there was a guy in Athens named Draco who made such serious laws that the penalty for almost every offense was death. <laughs> and so anything that is draconian is very harsh. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was a sort of a joke in Greek because Dra Draco, the genitive of his name would be Draconos, and the word for snake is also Draco, Draconos. So they laughed and said, these aren't the laws of Draco, they're the laws of a snake. Mm. You know, it, it makes a little play of uh, on <laughs> words in Greek. I'm going to something really funny. One of my kids thought he was so proud of himself. He said to me one day, your tests so, are so hard. You are so Dragonian. 
Dragonian. Well, like a dragon? I did you tell him? Did you say, where did you get that from? Oh, yes. Uh, I've heard it's Draco. Nobody says Draco. It's supposed to say Draco. I don't know. I have okay. always heard Draconian. Okay. I've always heard it that way. I don't know that you're not right. We could look that up in a dictionary. But when the ABR, anyhow. I, in Latin and Greek, it would, certainly. Yes. In English, maybe people do sometimes say Draconian. I, uh, I wouldn't say you'd never see it. I've always heard Draconian, but that doesn't okay. necessarily mean anything. Um, that's like Carla one day in my class, this girl, this dizzy girl walked in my class and said, oh, I'm psycho. <laughs> and she met on <laughs> He meant I'm psychic. All the kids just <laughs> burst out laughing. <laughs> anyway, oh well. Um, Elysian. Elysian means delightful, blissful, or heavenly. Mm-hmm. And that comes from Elysium, which is uh, like the mythological paradise where all the brave and good people go after death. And <laughs> that's why when they wanted to build a nice road in Paris where you could get anything oh. you wanted, they called it Les Champs-Élysées, which oh. means the Elysian <laughs> Fields, which is <laughs> what this paradise was called. And I loved <laughs> the Champs-Élysées when I was in Paris. Did you? Well, they say, uh, what's that song say? You can get anything you want? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I can't think now. Anyway, um, so somebody could say uh, students preparing for exams yearn for the Elysian idleness of summer vacation. Mm-hmm. So, Now, this next one we talked about when we were talking about the Iliad, but you probably don't remember it. And that's the word to hector someone. It's a verb. And it means to bully them, to bully them or intimidate them with threats, or to bluster. Now, the thing that's funny about this, it comes from the guy whose name is Hector, who was the most beloved person in the Iliad. He's a very lovable, likable, and admirable character. He is probably the most admirable mortal in the entire Iliad. But there's one scene where he gets mad at his brother Paris and yells at him, basically says, you know, get out here and start fighting. Don't just be hanging around your bedroom all the time. And it really gives him heck. And that's why this word is used. So Hector's one mean speech in the whole Iliad got him this word. Does that mean like to read the riot act? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To read the riot act. Yeah, Okay. exactly. This is where we also get the word heckle. I think heckle is a, I don't, it didn't say this, but I think heckle is a kind of a diminutive form of it. It kind of means the same thing. Yeah. I think we say that today more. You're more likely today to hear heckle than Hector. Right. My mother used that word all the time when I was, you know, nagging her about doing, let's do this. I want to do that. She'd say, quit heckling me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she could have said, quit hectoring me. Next time your students give you a hard time, Carla, you can say, quit hectoring me. I'll say that. Yeah. That's what they say the audience does to comedians. They heckle them. Heckle them. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. They do. Right. All right. And then, um, Herculean, and this can be spelled with or without a capital, a Herculean effort, meaning a very difficult effort requiring the strength of 
Hercules. And Hercules did a lot of very difficult tasks. And so if something is Herculean, it means it takes a great deal of effort to get it done. Uh, and so among the Herculean tasks confronting large cities are slum clearance and traffic control. All right, very good. Any comments or questions on these? All right, now we have adjective noun pairs here to decline, which we had from our last lesson. Oh, before we do that, let me just say a word. I would like to take off. I'm afraid to do it because I'm afraid I'll lose my audience because if we take off too much, you guys will forget about Latin. But I would like to take off the 20th and the 27th and come back on the 3rd. Does that sound all right to everyone? Well, that sounds really good. And, you know, it would because things get busy and unpredictable on the holidays. People well, that's what I sort of thought. Um, and, you know. That's what I sort of thought, that you guys will have a lot more, uh, I don't want to say exciting, because what could be more exciting than Latin? <laughs> right. You know, so you'll have, have exercise done, this, you know, exercises <laughs> that, you know, we could do that you can send out, you know i mean it sooner than and we will have more time to work on them or something right exactly all right ninette you're muted dear oh all right let's see if we can decline these things who can do pulchra famina a beautiful woman how would you decline pulchra famina <sighs> That's right. You're right. That's accusative, but what about the dative? Oh, that's right. We've added the dative. Um, so that's That's it's the same as the genitive. We got one more. Ablative. Ah, long A. Yep. Long, long, okay, long. good. So uh, I I I'm ah, uh, that's what we got. Now the plural, pull cry feminai. Good. Pulcras feminas. I keep skipping that. Pulcras feminas. Yeah, I skipped that. And pulcris feminis. Ninette, you're muted, dear. I'm I'm unmuted. There now. you are. Now you are. Now you're fine. All right. Honest gratis, a pleasing year. That means. Ani. Yep. Ani grati. Gratis. Ano. Yep. Grato. Ano grato. Good. Ano. Anum, no. Anum, anum gratum. That's A N N U M G R A T U M, and the ablative. Ano. Yep. Grato. All right. The plural. Long I is it? Uh, yep. Anigrati. Good. Oh, anigrati. Aniorum. Uh Anorum gratorum. Gratorum. And then anise. Yep. Anise. Yep. Yep. Now we come to a trick, the tricky ones now. Nauta Claris. Now they don't look like they agree. It, did Mr. Legates make a mistake on these? 
No. I mean, shouldn't it be Nauta Clara? Um, it's masculine. It's masculine. Nauta is one of the ones that ends in A that's masculine. Remember, Poeta, Agricola, Incola, and Nauta, which spell the word pain. And what's that acronym to remember that? I forgot. Pain. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. So Nauta Claris. Here's where it gets tricky. Not Clarice. Now Ty Clarice. Not Ty Clarice. Now Ty Claro. Oh, Claro, that's right. Now Tom Clarum. Rather. Now Tom Clarum. And now Claro. Yep. Yeah. All right, your plural. Now, Tai Clari. Right. Now, Tarum Clarorum. Now, Now, Tis. Now, Tis. Now, Tis Your native. I keep skipping that. Now, you're accusative. Now, Tas Clarus. Yeah, and you know, we took out the, 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 the ablative so long that I started skipping it. Yeah, I know. All right, and then now we got another difficult one. Longa Hames, a long winter. Laura Ingalls Wilder would like that one. Long. Now, Hames is third declension, and Longa is feminine so it agrees with him so longa james long guy he amos long guy he amy okay what's the um i'm sorry the um genitive genitive of that one long guy he amos h-i-e-m-i-s Ooh, i got that one wrong and then long guy he and yeah. then long gone, yeah. hey, ma'am. And then long guy, hey, ma'am. And then long guy, hey, mace. Long garum, hey, mum. Long geese, hey, me, bus. Long gas, hey, mace. Long geese, hey, me, bus. I'm getting, I got that one all wrong. I'm ashamed. <laughs> Did you really? Well, it's, it's easy to do. All right, we got two more. Let's do one more. Bonus Mercator, a good merchant. Mercator is masculine, so bonus would be. So just bonus is going to be done like gratis was above there. So bonus, bony, bono, bonum, bono. But for Mercator, it's going to be Mercator, Mercatorist, Mercatori, Mercatori, Mercatori. So bonus Mercator, bony, Mercatorist, bono, Mercatori, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, magnum nomen. Great name. That's Big a name. neuter. That's a neuter. <laughs> yeah. So magnum nomen. Magni nominis. Magni nominis. Magnum. No. No. Nomini. Magno. Nomino. Magno nomini. Nomini. Yep. Because nomen is nomen, nominis, nomini. Now, what's the accusative? Um, magnum nomenem nomen magnum nomen. Remember, oh, same, right, as the same as the same as the same as the nominative. Yep, yeah. and then magno oh. nomine, huh. and then magna nomina 
Did y'all miss that? Ending in A. Magna nomina, magnum nominum, magnis nominibus, magna nomina, magnis nominibus. Now, I want to skip down to letter C a minute, because letter C is fun. Well, you guys might not think it's fun. I thought it was fun. Because <laughs> well, in, letter C, here. in letter C, what we're doing is I'm going to give you an adjective. Tell me which of these nouns could go with that adjective. Okay, so Molly is your adjective. That could be nominative, plural, or genitive, singular, masculine, or neuter. Now, which of these words could go? Could uxoris go with it? Or I'm sorry, could uxori go with it? No. No. Because no. uxori is dative it's and mali is nominative. Right. right. And, and uxor is feminine. Okay. What about mercaturis? No, that's dative or that's dative and mali is nominative. You're right. Mer well, but Mercatoris is genitive and Molly is genitive too. Oh. So, so Mercatoris could go. Oh. Could go. So B could. All right. What about Matres? Um, Matres. Women? Mothers. Mothers. Mother. That's, it's feminine. It's so feminine. No. So it can't. That's right. It can't. Right. What about Naltai? Yes, it could. Yes, it yes, it can. See how tricky this is. This is this is enough to drive you crazy. <laughs> I mean, it is. I agree with you. All right, number two, alta, ablative singular. Now, which words can go? Puella. Uh, yes. Yes, yeah. they can go. A tall girl, okay. Nalta. No, because that oh, would no. be feminine. That'd be all right. tush. It would be alto if you had to do it. Alto. All right. What about serwo? Um, no. 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 What about sorore? Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, alta, my tall sister, alta sorore. Whatever. All right. What about longum? Now, longum is accusative or nominative and accusative neuter. All right. What about puer? No, that's no. a masculine. You're right. What about flu men? No. Yes. Yes. Oh, I was thinking. Long I don't know why, but I was, long suddenly I was thinking it was feminine. I don't know why. No. Well, it's neuter. All right. What about it tear? Is that neuter? Is what? Is it tear neuter? That's what you need to tell me. Yes. Yes. Well, it then it go. could go long. A long journey. Bellum. Yeah. Yep. <coughs> okay. Four. Number four. Y'all getting good at this. Par we. All right. Remember, par we could be genitive, singular, or nominative, plural. All right. Hiamus. Mm. No. No. No, because Hiamus is feminine. Uh, All right. What about Mercatoris? Um, yes. Yes. Don't look alike, but yes. Okay. What about pot tree? Uh, pot, potris, pot tree. Yes. No. Oh, pot tree is dative. No, that's pot tree is dative. All right. If you did the genitive, well, or there'd be potris or potres. What about mures? Yeah. Small mice. Yep. Yep. It could. All right. You guys are getting. Pretty good at this. Magno. 
All right, dative or ablative singular? Sarwo. <laughs> I think so. Yes, yes, it could. Mercature. Uh, Oh, no, that's Uh, ablative. I really don't think so. Yes, it could. It could. They're both dative and ablative. They're both ablative. Yes, it could. Nauta. No. Wait. Not ablative. It could. Oh, it could. yeah, because it, it could. Yeah. It could. Yeah. Okay. Agricoli. No, that's nominative plural. Yeah, that one word. Or singular. Genitive singular. It could be dative singular. Dative singular. And therefore, yes. Oh. Magno really to a big up. farmer. See, now that's that this is this is this is tricky, guys. It is. It's but it's, I like it. It's it kind is. of fun. I, it's fun. I like it. I it's enough to drive a, you crazy, but it is. I'd rather do a math problem. Oh, I really no. got messed up with that. I, I just, that just really. <laughs> well, it's a funny word, and you know, you don't see it too often. Well, one of the hardest ones is that last one. Which one? No men, you mean? No, the one you just did. Oh, the one we just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it just, but that's what drives people crazy about Latin because they just don't, if you don't think it through, it, it, you know, if you don't realize. Anyway, here we got some sentences. Okay. Uh, oh. I'm just going to do these quickly. What time is it? Uh, I'm getting so tired of this. Uh, okay. Yeah, I see what time it is. It's not quite. Uh... Anyway, number one. I was just going to say you have 19 minutes. I'm oh, sorry. Thank you. That's all right. Because under this, we have new material. That's right. So I'm just going to go through these pretty quick because you guys know these sentences pretty well. The boy. Yeah, hmm? right. What's yeah. that? Where are these sentences? Because these are under B, letter B. Oh, we skipped B. Yeah, we skipped it. So the boy, what? The boy the... saw the tired um, farmers in the wide field. You're right. You're exactly right. All right, number two. Puer defesis agricolas and agrolato with it. A tired boy. Saw. That's right. Notice that just putting that. Changing that one letter from defesos to defesus changes the entire meaning. The tired boy sees the farmers in the wide, in field. The wide field. Yeah. All right. Longum tempus, altai famini, pulcris nautis, magno cum studio, longam fabulam narrant. What a stupid sentence. Oh, my goodness. Longum tempus. What's that mean? Long for a time. long time. For for a long time, time. The, tall the tall women, women, women. with great uh, eagerness, with great told, zeal, uh, told tell, a long, told a tell, tell a long, a story, long story to the handsome the, sailors, to the handsome pretty sailors. sailors, handsome. We could say. It can mean beautiful or handsome. Okay, so, handsome sailors. I hope they're hair. not pretty, but I hope they're handsome. Okay. All right, number four. Mercator gratis reginae miserae longam epistulam magno cum studio de sacris diebus scribit. Mm-hmm. 
The Grateful Merchant writes a long letter to the miserable <coughs> girl, a miserable queen, mm -hmm. with great with zeal about okay. something. About holy days. About holy days. Yeah. All right. You could also say the merchant pleasing to the queen, to pleasing to the unhappy queen. Mm. But you could also say rights. You could also say, uh, notice mm. what is it? It's not the letters that are pleasing. It is the merchant that is pleasing. Mm -hmm. In other words, mm. she likes him before he even wrote this letter about these days. Right? Mm. All mm. right. Number five. Puella cara magno cum gaudio canem litum lito amico dot. I gotta say, Legate's got plenty of adjectives in here. The dear girl, the dear girl, with great joy, great joy, gives the happy doll to her happy friend, friend. <laughs> to her happy boyfriend, maybe. All right, bona uxor iter longo cum liberis ad orbem facet. Okay. The, the good wife long journey takes a long journey with the children to the town. Yep. Yep. Good. Yes. Okay. Good. Number seven. Meus frater uxorem pulcram magno cum amore amat. I like this one. My brother loves his pretty wife with great love. Yes. Good. Good. That's an ablative of uh, manner there, by the way. All right. Number eight. Mali poetai miseros liberos tui matri donat. Uh, I'm sorry, it's miseros libros. It makes a difference. All yeah, right. Bad poets are bad. bad. The bad, yeah, yeah. Bad poets. Bad um, poets. Poets. Gave um, miserable are, books to your mother. Yeah. Uh -huh. The bad <laughs> poet gave miserable books to your mother. Except uh -huh. it pre it's present tense, right? Gives, yes, yes, gives, is giving, yes. Okay, very good, very good, guys. You all did well with this. Now, we have nothing new here. This is exactly what we had a year ago, but we've had new people come in here and I made up all this review material and then none of them come back. I've been with us too much since then. But I've got a review of present tense here going all the way across. And the best way to do this is remember to learn my verb song. And I give you my verb song down below these verbs. So remember- I think I missed something here mm -hmm. on this. Um, where it says new material, present tense, irregular verbs, first conjugation, right. second conjugation, third conjugation, third I, O, right. and then that should be a D there where it looks like there's an H. Or is it me? I don't know. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We changed that. I took out something there. Wait a minute. Oh, did I forget to fix it? Okay. Second conjugation, third conjugation, third I, O. And then okay. fourth conjugation. Yeah. Oh, I messed up. I usually fix all that. Okay. And remember, we we well, the verb song is down below these verbs. We wrote them all the way across, and then the verb song is below it. And so we start with the infinitive. Remember, the infinitive is the part of the verb that says to do something, and it's going to end in are, long ere, short ere, or ire. And so I uh, remember my song goes: first conjugation has are. Second conjugation has long E-R-E. -E. Third conjugation has E-R-E. -E. Third I-O has E-R-E. -E. And fourth conjugation has I-R-E. -E. Remember that? And then first conjugation has 
just O. Second conjugation has E-O. Third conjugation has just O. Third I-O and fourth you know. They both end in I-O. First conjugation has A-S. Second conjugation has E-S. Third conjugation has I-S. Third I-O and fourth you can guess. They both end in I-S. You remember that? Remember that mm. O O is I before we even mm -hmm. do the rest of the song. Remember, we should also do the song O is I. S is what? Um, okay. U. U. T is. T is he. T is she. T is it. Mus is we. This is you. N T there. Right. You all will never like the song Taps again after hearing this. You know what? I saw something weird here. You have as, is, 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 but you have a long is for the On last. the fourth conjugation, yes. On the, the fourth conjugation. Fourth and, you know, the I-O and are both yes, but, or I-S, but the one is long. Right. The fourth one, the fourth one is long. So actually it's O, it's, a, it's as, ace, s. S E's, you know, yeah, it would sound slightly different. <coughs> First conjugation has A T, second conjugation has E T, third conjugation has I T, third I O, and fourth you can see they both end in I T. First conjugation has a M U S, second conjugation has a M U S, third conjugation has I M U S, third I O, and fourth you can guess. They both end in I-M-U-S. First conjugation has a T-I-S. Second conjugation has a T-I-S. Third conjugation has a T-I-S. Third I-O and fourth oh yes. They both end in I-T-I-S. First conjugation has A-N-T. Second conjugation has E-N-T. Third conjugation has U-N-T. Third I-O and fourth can see. They both end in I-U-N-T. There we go. The I-O and the Fourth, they're not exactly the same. With no, the they're not. They're, the, the long mark is what makes the difference. Other than that, they're the same. But yes, that's true. <laughs> and I think when we did this before, I didn't cons I didn't put the long marks, but I've decided to put them this part just so you could see them. So, yeah, so there we are. And if you learn that song, that should be number one on your hit parade. Because you can <laughs> learn your verbs. You can learn your verbs if you have this song. Yeah, but probably they need a recording of it. It would be nice, yes. It would help if we had it. Send it out somehow. Well, it's on these recordings of these calls. So yeah, but I'm just nice. Are we gonna sing it? Yes, we are, right? It now. would be nice if you would send, you know, like um just some little recordings of some of these things so that people wouldn't have to scroll through, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Maybe maybe I some of them are short enough to fit in an email. They can. Uh, they they are. They're short enough to do that. Okay. Well, let, let's end with some Christmas. So so over the next two weeks, you're going to do these verb exercises: A, B, and what is it? C. Uh, yeah. Uh, C is pretty short, but A, B, and C. A, B, and C. I, I think you can do those pretty well. So over the next couple of weeks. And when we come back after Christmas, we're going to do the passive voice. And that'll make everybody ball like a baby. When we do passive voice. All right. Let's look at Adeste Fidelis. And this is uh, 
uh, uh, probably the best known Christmas song in Latin there is because of Bing Crosby mm-hmm. and Perry Como and those guys. Now, if we sing this in Roman Latin, in classical Latin, remember we say, Laiti triumphantes, venite, venite in Bethlehem, natum videte, regem angelorum. But if we sing it in Catholic Latin, which is what we really should sing it in, since it's a Christmas carol, we say, Adeste fideles, Laiti triumphantes, venite, venite in Bethlehem, Natum videte regem angelorum venite adoremus venite adoremus. I can't do that. That's the way you really should do it. And that's the way old Perry and them do it. Uh, We're going to do it like Perry does. No. Here we go. Ready? Adeste fidele lady triumphantes venite venite in Okay, joy to the world. The spacing on this thing is all messed up. I don't know why. If we do it in Catholic Latin, we'd say Laetissimus Accipiat, Yamundus Dominum, Dum Omnia in Corda Nos, Accipimus Illum, Accipimus Illum, Accip, Accipimus Illum. I know it sounds funny to say Accipimus, doesn't it? But Laetissimus Accipiat, Yamundus Dominum. Dumonia in Cordano, a chip in Musilum, a chip in Musilum, a chip, a chip in Musilum. For God rest ye, merry gentlemen. Salvete leti comites, nihil vos terre ot. Nam Jesus Christus natus est, ut omnes redimat, et in setene semitas errantes reducat, o nuntium gratissimum, etc. Rest of it's normal. Well, not too much difference there. <laughs> Here we go. Salve te leti comites nihil vostere at, nam Jesus Christus natus est, ut omnes redimat, Et in satanae semitas errantes reducat, o nuntium gratissimum, gratissimum, o nuntium gratissimum. <coughs> Jingle bells. Uh, again, nives, we're going to do this in Catholic, nives glacies, nox pueritia, resum decet, nox decet carmina. Laetos you what nosire per agros, trahafer velociter et conchinamus nos. That's a little hard to remember. <laughs> All right, so here it goes. Wait a minute, I gotta find the beginning. Uh, here we go. Nives glacies, mocuer vitia, risus decet. 
Nung detchen karmen na, Leitos vuat, No sire per agros, Trahafter well velochiter, Et conchinemus nos, Tiniat, tiniat, tintinabalum, Labimoring glacie postmulum curtu, Tiniat, tiniat, tintinabalum, Labimoring glacie postmulum curtu. Wait a minute. Now, um, next verse. I, I know. Wait a minute. Uh, I got to find it. I forgot to correct mine, and I have all this dumb stuff in the middle here. Uh, wait a minute. Menu per miserum, temptavit lunae lune lux, noxasite batum, puele facti dux, subito in, ni viscu. Cumulos cabalus as per territus et tunque versinos. Oh, tinia, 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 abalum, labimorin glacia posmulum cortu. Tinia, tinia, tintin abalum, labimorin glacia posmulum cortum. I just can't get glacia. I know it's it's tricky. Well, it's, it's interesting uh, to go through these sometime with what the words all mean. What's that? It would be in that song to go through all of these with what the words actually mean. Sometimes I, you know, try to do that with students. Oh, I do too. I do too. I take the time, like with Jingle Bells, you know, behind a short mule instead of <laughs> you know one horse open sleigh and all that kind of stuff. Um, I got a really funny one to send you sometime, Carla. Somebody made a translation, some stupid French teacher translated Rudolph, and it's the worst translation I've ever seen in my life. Oh, because yeah. it says Santa Claus uh, to to console him said, "Come to paradise this evening." Oh Come no, that's what it says. I, I mean, it's it's just stupid. So sometimes you do get dumb translations of these songs. Oh yeah, we have two minutes. All right. Thank you. Well, guys, I hope everyone has a lightest Natalis Dies Christi. <laughs> that is a Merry Christmas. <clears throat> and, and you. Lightum, lightum bonum, lightum no womanum. <laughs> Happy New Year, too. You, too. You, too. Have a nice holiday. Write that in here somewhere. I was looking for that. No, but I will. If you want it, I'll put it on when we come back in January. It'll be in your notes. Okay. Tintinabulum. I like that. By the way, that tintinabulation, you know, this the poem by Poe, the Raven. Tintinabulation means the ringing. There we get tinnitus. Yep, tinnitus ringing in your ears. Yep, exactly. All right, guys. I don't want to hold a fish up. Thank here. you so much. I enjoy these classes so much. You're welcome and have a wonderful yeah, thank you. Maybe when we come back, I won't be coughing anymore. That'll be good. Oh, yeah, get better. All right. See you later then.